0: This is Emily, Henley, and
1: Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the only horror movie recap podcast (laughs) for those too scared to watch
0: for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared. One of the only people, probably in the entire world, who's um, too scared to watch scary movies. A true original.
1: Mm-hmm. I am Sammy, and I love watching scary movies. Also, probably the only one.
0: Probably the only one. <laughs> probably the only one that I've ever known. The only one known. here, at least. Mm-hmm. Definitely the only one here. And we don't talk to anyone else, so as far as I know, you're literally the only one in the world.
2: I think you're the only women... In the
0: world, the only only women in the world, as far as I know, could be very true. uh genius opening, you guys, we nailed it.
2: We fucking nailed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. Um, what's up?
1: (laughs) What's up? (laughs) What's up? Um, I have a thing. (laughs) Hell yeah! What's your thing? I weighed bunk today. (laughs) The fatter of my cats. Anyone want to take a guess?
0: Oh, he's like 150 pounds. Okay,
1: Henley, a realistic (laughs) guess. He's a cat.
0: Okay, I guess that he's. Okay, first of all, I would like to guess that his body weighs 65 pounds and his head weighs four Four. pounds. (laughs) Is that right? Um, I
2: think that Bunk weighs 21 pounds. Okay, yeah, that's more realistic. Um,
1: a much more realistic guess. Bunk weighs twenty two point six pounds. That is
0: really crazy. How much are cats supposed to weigh?
1: I meant to Google that before. Definitely less. Definitely Tuffy. Less. Um, our friend's dog weighs less. I think Tuffy weighs eighteen pounds. For for all for all the listeners that know Tuffy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, for comparison to a dog you don't know, um, Bunk weighs a lot. I. Mabel weighs like twelve, and she's also big.
1: Yeah, so that's Um, my cat,
2: listeners, who you also don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll just (laughs) compare him to other other animals in our personal lives, Um, and to to throw another one in the mix. Mac weighs fourteen pounds. My other cat. Whoa, bunk weighs that much more than Mac.
0: Yeah, and they are brothers.
1: And so, I mean, Mac I is, don't know Mac is a big happening. cat and Bunk is a huge cat. Bunk isn't
2: even necessarily all that fat, though. He's just He's so just big. big.
1: But it's getting to the point where now I think he needs to be on a diet. So, listeners, this is um, a call for advice. How do you oh, put cat your cat diet. on a diet?
2: Mm, yeah.
0: Tough.
1: Yeah. Any tips would be appreciated. But what about you guys? What's up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think I have anything that's up. Emily, can you go instead? What's up with me?
2: What's up
0: with me?
2: Not a lot. Um, you know, I'm telling you into a home improvement project. Oh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? And I'm feeling really excited about it.
0: That's not interesting at project? all. But, um, Tell
2: us. I'm, I'm, doing my, I'm doing my kitchen. What about it? Everything I got. Um, <laughs> I went through a big phase like a year ago where I painted like every room in my apartment, and I really, I really went for it, and I redid a lot of things. And I didn't do the kitchen because who really cares? But I'm just here staring at it all the time. So I got some faux backsplash. It's like. 3D contact paper situation. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So I put up some backsplash the other day. It's looking really good. I ordered some paint nice. that's not here yet, but I want to paint the cabinets. I got some shelving that I'm going to put in. Really excited about it, but it's going to take I- like a long time for all the things to come in different, you know, delayed deliveries and stuff. So it's a, it's a work in progress.
1: I've been doing similar stuff. I think because we're all like trapped in our houses. It's like, what can I change in here? Yeah,
2: What must I adjust? What am
1: I sick of looking at? Because I've been like doing that to my living room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate everything all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> Wait, that was the thing I wanted to talk about this week. Britney Spears burnt down her gym.
1: Well, did that happen this week? Well, yeah. Well, she, post-
0: we she posted a bit a video. We learned of it this week.
1: Okay, we learned okay, about it that this, this
0: week um, where she just casually mentions in a video where she's in back in her home gym and she's like, hey, guys, I haven't been in here a while because I burnt my gym down. And now I only have um, two pieces no, of said, equipment left.
1: She said, I brought some candles in here and one thing led to another. <laughs> <laughs> she said,
0: one thing led to another. And unfortunately, I burned it down. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the thing is you knocked a I candle down.
1: She, yeah, I think the thing is she knocked over a candle.
0: Okay. I did a deep dive on this, though, you guys. Okay. Okay. Second point I want to bring up about Britney Spears. She posted a tweet in 2011 that said, I love vanilla candles in all caps. And then a Britney. few years before that, <laughs> she. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh man, I'm making myself laugh so hard. I can't talk. Um, a few years before that, she burnt down her New York apartment. Oh my god! (laughs) What? How many fires has Britney Spears started? She can't have candles. She can't have candles. Then I don't. I think it's all. It's just as sad as it is funny. But she burned down her New York apartment because she left a candle in front of an air conditioner. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) Britney! While she went shopping with a friend,
1: (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) Britney. (laughs) uh oh man yeah so i hope she's she's doing okay be careful keep your candles candles attended don't leave those don't leave those bad boys unattended
0: (laughs) do not put it in front of your air conditioner and then go shopping with a friend don't (laughs) don't light a candle and then go shopping just don't do that probably
1: oh boy um but let's talk about this week's movie let's talk about it okay sammy what is this week's movie? What is it? I'll tell you. Uh, it is The Cabin in the Woods. Ooh. It came out in 2012. Is it The Cabin in the Woods? Sorry. It is, the, is cabin the, the Cabin in the Woods. The Cabin in the Woods. No, go. I had that question as well. It is not stupid, Henley, because everyone calls it Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. It's The Cabin in the Woods. Do you guys Talk have any at.
2: thoughts on The or The? Um
1: both fly in my book <laughs> Both fly in mine too and
2: I can't tell Why sometimes I say the and sometimes I, think I say think the is
1: when you're, em- w- when you're Emphasizing it's it like the I, Cabin in the woods yes But when I say it I'd say the cabin In the woods right
2: like go go to the cabin In the woods or oh the yeah. cabin In the woods that's there mm-hmm, we go Exactly
1: um directed <laughs> By Drew, Drew Goddard Written by Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon Starring Kristen Connolly, Fran Kranz, Chris Hemsworth, Jesse Williams, Anna Hutchinson, Richard Jenkins, and Bradley Whitford. Ooh, baby! Stellar cast.
2: This was like before before the reign of Hemsworth. Yes,
1: yes. I have some trivia about that. Hell yeah. Um, this was yeah one of his first first films. Um, this was. The winner of our first bracket mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. teen horror movies, and I'm sorry, listeners. I feel like this isn't really technically a teen horror. They're in college, and I, I, I blew it by categorizing it in here. But I mean, the, the you know,
2: college are teens, essentially. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. It
1: was our first
0: bracket rodeo.
1: Yeah, and, we're learning. Uh, we're
0: learning, you know. And I think, uh, I think, Cabin in the Woods is a is a. A good option, no matter what.
1: Yeah, this is one we were always gonna have to do. At some and we'll point.
0: revisit teen horror again. Don't worry; it's not like we're not gonna do Scream. It's not like we're not gonna. We are gonna. We're don't gonna worry. Have a losers bracket. Like, so. don't worry. I love teens. I love teens.
2: <laughs> I love. I get them. I like them. I felt good when I was one. All of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, Henley. So you you have seen this movie? I hear.
0: Mm. <gasps> yeah, I have. I when I, th- I came out when I was, a, I guess, a senior in college. Um, and I got. Oh, I went to college in a very small town in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, and we went to see this in the movie theater. And beforehand, we got incredibly stoned. So I was very, 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 very stoned. Um, And then we got to the movie theater and there was no one there except my political science professor <laughs> and me and my friends. <laughs> and my political science professor was there with their like 16 year old or 15 year old child. Oh, no. And so it was like we all I had to interact with them. Buying the ticket and then getting concessions. And then we sat near each other during the movie the movie I I guess I you know technically I was there but I covered my ears and closed <laughs> technically my eyes the entire I was there. time. <laughs> I don't remember okay. anything from the movie.
2: <laughs> technically she was there but she's never seen it.
1: <laughs> Hi everybody, it is cocktail hour and this week's cocktail is a monster mash margarita. Um, This movie gets wild and crazy, and Bradley Whitford loves his tequila, so it seemed like a good fit. To make this drink, you'll need two ounces of tequila, four ounces of blood orange juice, some simple syrup to taste, and an ounce of lime juice. You will combine ingredients in a cocktail shaker with ice, shake until chilled, and pour over a glass of ice and garnish with a sprig of fresh rosemary and a slice of blood orange. Cheers. Cheers. Um. Okay, well, let's do some trivia. Let's. I've got some great. A lot of my trivia is focused on a, a particular character in the film named Marty, who is the stoner guy of the crew. And <laughs> there's a scene where they all go in the lake. And apparently he's the only one who didn't go in the lake. Because he is absolutely shredded, and they thought his body went against his character. (laughs) And the director (laughs) said he looked ripped like muscular Jesus. (laughs) So so they had to put him in baggy clothes throughout the whole movie because they felt like him being complete, like in such good shape, didn't fit with him being like a huge stoner. I have to
0: look at his video. That's something you rarely hear in Hollywood.
1: uh, His name is Fran Krantz, Krantz? Krantz. And um, he received stoner training. Wow! He had a two-hour joint rolling session, two hours, and a separate (laughs) bong lighting session from separate consultants.
2: How do you get that job? Where do you look to hire a expert in that? It's
0: it was just Seth Rogen. (laughs) Asked him for a favor.
2: Yeah, I'm also having a hard time coming to terms with this
0: man being shredded, I must say. Yeah. I did not know what you meant when you said absolutely shredded. I was like, his body was shredded to pieces by something? Yeah, they couldn't show that. They couldn't let him swim because his body was shredded.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It would have been really distracting to show his shredded body. Oh. I'm sorry everything's making me laugh too <laughs> oh <my> hard had <laughs> to cover him in baggy clothes <laughs> to hide his wounds <laughs> and he cast a fully shredded man and realized
0: their mistake too late I don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> I can't
1: stop laughing too hard <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry listeners this is I'm just... sorry listeners Oh, God. I'm literally crying. <laughs> okay, me oh. as well. Oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. To circle back to the Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> where this fell in his career trajectory. Please, this movie was actually filmed in 2009, and it was shelved for three years. Oh, damn. So this was kind of the first big thing that he did. I think he was in Star Trek before this, um, mm-hmm. but the. People who made Thor cast him from this. Mm. And so Thor came out before this, but he had filmed this before.
0: Oh, interesting. So he was very famous when this came out.
1: I think he was like starting to get fam- right. Thor more, and this came out famous Thor and this came out in the same year, big year, big year. Yeah. 2012 was a big year for Chris Hemsworth.
2: I have a Chris Hemsworth trivia that is unrelated to this movie.
1: Oh I'd love like to
2: hear it um, The Apparently before shooting scenes in Thor Like if you have a lot of sugar It makes your veins bulge out In a crazy way So before like big action sequences Where he's all shirtless and Thor He would like take a handful of Like gummy bears and just like pound a bunch of gummy bears So that his veins would be like Jacked like crazy when he would shoot Action sequences
1: That's great Which is crazy I love that What a life um another crazy thing is the script for this movie was written in three days that's very crazy um drew goddard and joss whedon got a hotel room and just pounded it out that sounds like (laughs) the wrong thing to say they did in a hotel room
0: (laughs) i feel like that's what everyone all writers think is what's going to happen when they are like let's just get together let's just get in a room and we'll just, we'll just write it. And let's just <laughs> you know? say, first
2: draft. Writers out there, the script, the first draft was written in three days. They definitely did some edits.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story.
2: That's the mm-hmm. Hollywood version of the story, baby.
1: Um, And one thing I read that is very strange is that Drew Goddard, the director, was apparently incredibly uncomfortable filming one of the character's nude scenes, so much so that she had to comfort him and say, it's okay, you don't have to feel weird about me being naked.
2: Classic fucking, oh my God. Are you kidding me? Actors rights. Actors rights, but also like, excuse me, that's some... That is some bullshit it, to be I, like. I got
1: pretty mad when I okay, read that. Okay, you can look
2: at me naked. Don't feel weird. Yeah, no. like we should
1: Excuse not have to be you, comforting you, you about this, sir.
0: That's not her job. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, Mm-mm. You guys know that now. Now it's the norm to have an intimacy coordinator on a production, which yes. is a new position recently created in the last like couple of years. And Which is a very good idea That's literally why So that the person who is in the vulnerable situation Doesn't have to be more vulnerable
1: Yeah
2: Yeah like to feel like you must be in the position Of comforting someone else In that set of circumstances mm-hmm. Oh, I, I really hate that So much
1: Yeah I'm not fond of it either
2: Not fond of it
1: Um, Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm.
1: And that's all I got So on that note should we watch the show? Oh my god yes
2: what a note
0: Let's watch the trailer.
2: Let's watch the trailer. Oh, I'm excited. Okay.
1: Are everybody ready? Just on
2: low. It doesn't even show up on the GPS. It's unworthy of
0: global positioning. That's the whole point. Get off the grid, right? The lambs have passed through the gate. They are come to the killing floor.
1: Started! I seriously believe something weird is going on. What is that thing? We have to stay together. This isn't right. Maybe we should split up. Yeah, good idea. Really?
0: We gotta get out of here.
1: Somebody sent those things here to get us. You're missing the point. You want to see us punished. Cool.
2: <laughs> I feel like I. So, a thing that I do know about this movie that I thought was maybe a spoiler was kind of in the trailer. So now I'm like, oh, maybe I don't know the deal with this movie.
1: Maybe you don't. Do you guys want to guess how it ends? Do we want to uh, shorten oh, right. up our segment to... from last time? Just give me a few sentences about the the end of the movie only.
0: Okay. Um, The end of the movie is one of them survives. It's a one of the women and they've been being recorded and it's a movie and they didn't know the whole time okay i think emily if you get this right i'm going to be pissed okay okay <laughs> hold on the movie ends they
2: were all inside a big simulation like in a snow globe or something like how the end of crampus like that Krampus. zooms out that they
0: were all in a snow
1: globe <laughs> <laughs> like they're not in the real
2: they like think they're
0: in the real world but they're not Okay, okay. Well, there's definitely some like weird thing going on with that um, the barrier but, that yeah, you see in the, the trailer, force field. Yeah,
2: maybe they're gonna find out like right after one of them does something that like can't be taken back, like an unforgivably insane action, and then it's like just kidding,
0: haha, Ooh. jokes on you. Oh, Or they? They're in like a scientific lab being studied by other people.
2: Okay, okay, Ooh, like a focus group where people are watching them.
0: Yeah, it's a focus group on horror movies. And um, they're trying to figure out what people respond to.
2: That's fun. Mm-hmm. That is fun. Okay, stop, because maybe
1: we have to write one of these.
2: Yeah, gonna say. All right, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm fucking red.
0: It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman cost and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in Too Scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
1: Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR
0: training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
1: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. All
1: right. So we start with two men in an office building getting coffee. This is Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. Um, their characters' names are Siderson and Hadley. Bradley is Hadley. It makes it easy. And Hadley's talking about him and his wife, I guess, are having a baby, and she's baby-proofing the whole apartment, and he's getting so annoyed about it. Um, She even baby-proofed the top cabinets. He's not going to be able to reach those till he's 30. Uh, Women are
2: so stupid. Women
1: are so dumb. (laughs) Um, Then a woman walks up, and her name is Lynn. She walks up, and she says, Stockholm went south. That means it's just Japan and us. And they're like, relax, Lynn. Japan uh, Japan has a perfect record. You know, everything's going to be fine. And she seems to be really... I bet stre- they're wrong. She seems to be very stressed about something, and they're not. This is exciting,
0: because this is very different from anything that was in the trailer so far.
1: They're kind of walking down the hall, kind of brushing off Lynn, being like, yeah, yeah, uh, we haven't had a glitch since 98. So, and whose fault was that? I think it... That was Kem's fault, right? Which department are you in again? Oh, that's right, Kem. And they get into their little golf cart thing and start driving away. And then Hadley's still rambling on about his wife and Sitterson is not really paying attention. And he says, are you even listening to me right now? And then it goes, boom. Cabin in the Woods titled with such it's such a crazy jump scare. And I remember in the theater like flying out of my seat because it's it's a very cheap jump scare. But it's very funny because it's so unexpected. And I think, honestly, it's my favorite part of the whole movie, so it's all down <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: no. <laughs> oh, no. Let's just speed through it then, Sammy. Let's just get through
2: no, it. No, it right to the end. No, no, Opening fun. credits, end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun, but I think that is my favorite part. Um, I will say,
2: I feel like, sorry, just diversion a little bit. Yeah. I feel like the way this movie is talked about, people are like, oh, it's a comedy that has horror elements. Like, it's not a scary movie. Trailer yeah. looked like a I mean, it does look like a little more lighthearted, but it looks like there's a lot of gnarly shit that happened. So, like, I'm not buying anyone who told me that, oh, you can watch it. It's not really scary. It's funny.
0: That's 100% the only reason why I even went to go see this movie. Right. Is because that's how it was sold to me, and it was, I found it scary from the beginning. Yes.
1: Um, I think that it it is true that this is a horror movie for non-horror people, and I think it's why it did so well, is because you don't have to like horror to like this movie because it is so but
2: it is a horror movie right like
1: It, it is but it's also like everything's undercut with humor i'd say it's somewhere between a scary movie and a horror movie like scary movie the movie scary movie like a spoof and a horror movie right okay so okay main title and then we cut to our protagonist dana she is in her room packing for a trip in her underwear like you do, kind of dancing around in her underwear. I don't know why the underwear really stuck out for me because n- nobody does Because it's what we that. all do. No, <laughs> I me. do yes, it all the time. Does it. Everybody does it. Everybody does As it. a woman. Yes, yes, yes me too. Um, her friend Jules pops up behind her. She's just dyed her hair blonde. Dana says Oh, Kurt she's is... about to have more fun. Kurt is... going. <laughs> yes. She's definitely about to have more fun. Um, and... She says, Kurt's going to love it. And Jules says, Kurt is bringing his friend Holden. And he's cute. And I think you're going to like him. And Dana says, if you treat this like a setup, I'm not going to have any fun at all. Is
0: Holden Chris Hemsworth?
1: Kurt is Chris Hemsworth. Oh. Holden is Jesse Williams. Is that his name? Yes. From Grey's Anatomy. And I remember when I saw this movie, to put it in perspective, I wasn't like, oh, the movie with Chris Hemsworth. I was like, oh, the movie with the guy from Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) He was the bigger star for me at the time. So they're packing and um, Jules is like, you got to bring this skimpy swimsuit for Holden. And... It goes to her suitcase and she's packed like astrophysics books and she's like well you're not going to have room for these if you've got to bring all these bathing suits and which way the
2: same (laughs) (laughs) bathing suits and textbooks take up the same amount of space in your luggage
1: she's just got a bunch of textbooks in her bags and she's like well what if I get bored and anyways so we're setting her up as the nerd and the other one up as
0: hold on okay who's the nerd so who's the astrophysics Dana And her Mm -hmm. friend is named what?
1: Jules. Dana is with Kurt? No. Sorry. Jules is with Kurt. Blonde girl's with Kurt. Kurt is Chris Hemsworth. Dana is single in her underwear. An (laughs) astrophysics dork. An astrophysics dork that's just hanging out in her room in her underwear. And then Holden is Kurt's friend, who we haven't met yet. But Kurt strolls in and... Nothing really happens. He sees her in her underwear and is like, "You're in your underwear." and she gets all embarrassed. And they go downstairs, they start loading up the RV. with all of their bags of stuff. Uh, then we meet Holden, and they're waiting for Marty, the stoner guy, and Marty pulls up in a station wagon with a thermos bong in his mouth, so his car is like hot boxed with smoke with just a little thermos hanging out of his mouth and they're all rolling their eyes marty
2: <laughs> marty go to the um, hospital get some stitches
1: come back exactly. absolutely You're shredded so shredded marty <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah this is when i knew it was going to be a horror movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> this man is <sighs> oh my god just so shredded you wouldn't believe uh, horrifying <laughs> Um, so he, com- he steps out, he's got his big thermos bong, which is like uh, four feet long, and it can collapse into a regular thermos size.
0: Wait, is he supposed to be attached to, so- like, is he friends with someone specifically, or is he just like generally? They're, they're
1: all friends. Holden seems to be the only kind of new one. Holden is Kurt's friend, but the the other three know each other. And they're all, like, what year? Do we know what year they are in college? I think they do say, and I can't remember. I think, yeah, they're in college. I don't know. They're in college.
2: Okay. And is this, like, a spring break or a summer situation? Does it matter? I
1: think it's summer. He says, are you trying? Oh, he says, uh, uh, Kurt says something to Marty, like, are you trying to get us arrested before we get to my cousin's cabin? So they're going to his cousin's cabin for, yeah, some sort of vacation. some Some fun time. And it's going to be a fun time. Don't worry about that's, it. That's that's good to note that it's it's a relatives cabin. It's
0: not an unknown cabin that yeah, they're just I had, renting.
1: I had some questions about that because
0: it's secretly a focus group sim- simulation, and it's weird that it was in the family <laughs> snow globe. Exactly,
1: that's a snow globe. <laughs> One of those two things. Um, definitely,
0: your classic snow globe simulation plot. Ugh, we've all seen it before.
2: <laughs> Honestly, cut to the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so the R V they all pile in the R V, they head out, the camera pull pans up to you know see the skyline, and we see the roof of the house where a kind of police looking man is on the roof with a little earpiece and he says into the earpiece, uh, the nest is empty. We are right on time. We are right on schedule.
0: Hmm. This is Dana's house? Yes. Okay, so there is some kind of surveillance going on.
1: Mm-hmm. And now we're back to Citizen and Hadley in this office. It looks kind of like they're, it's like an underground office. And they go into kind of a, like a dark control room with a lot of TV screens and stuff. And we meet this security guard guy named Truman, who's very serious, takes his job very seriously, and he's kind of humorless. And Uh, citizen and hadley are all like hey truman like they're goofy and having fun and not taking anything seriously and truman's very much like here to do a job that's the dynamic there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then we go back to our main crew um stopping for gas at a very creepy looking reminiscent of the texas chainsaw massacre gas station scene where this guy comes out who's so creepy and they're saying we're looking for tillerman road and he's like oh i can get you there getting back that'll be your concern like that'll be on you don't know why you want to go out there just very ominous and foreboding and they're kind of like okay whatever crazy guy
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: Mm -hmm. they don't care so they get gas and move move on Uh, they drive for a while. They're winding through the forest. They get to this part of the road where they have to go through a tunnel. The road is basically in like a U shape where the tunnel is on one side of the road, like on the end of the U. And so when they come out the other side, the two, the two sides of the road are like parallel to each other. So you can see across it. And we see this hawk flying and it crashes into a basically force field. So they've crossed onto the other side of this force field through this tunnel.
2: Mm, Okay.
1: Wow. We don't know what it means. Um, Then they arrive at an Evil Dead lookalike cabin, and it's very creepy. They go in and kind of choose their rooms. Dana and Holden choose rooms next to each other. Holden goes into his room and there's a very creepy painting on his wall, and so he takes it off and then there's a a one way uh mirror would you call that a one-way mirror or a two-way mirror? I think you call
2: it a two-way mirror, but one but one way is a mirror and yes. one way is a window yeah two-way
0: window two-way mirror I thought it's a one-way mirror
2: I thought that was the term. but all mirrors are a one-way mirror.
0: Well, I just feel like don't they call it a one-way mirror? Like, even though you're right, Emily, technically all mirrors are one way.
1: <laughs> I wrote, I wrote two-way mirror, and then I scratched it into one-way <laughs> mirror, and I still don't. I don't know, but you guys know what I mean, and that's all that matters.
0: I'm looking it up. Emily, are you go- are you googling it? <laughs> okay, so in the. F- <laughs> <laughs>
2: thing that came up. I got, I searched two-way mirror and the first sentence two-way mirror in parentheses one-way mirror <laughs> Oh my god! A two-way mirror also known as a one-way mirror
1: is reflected fuck? from one side and
2: transparent from the other.
1: I, guess, I mean, I guess it makes sense because it does kind of feel like it could be either. It could be either. This tracks.
0: I feel like it's referred to as a one-way mirror. Am I crazy? That's what people call it, A two-way
2: mirror is often referred to as a one-way mirror.
0: (laughs) This is insane. I feel like the whole,
2: like, we're, like, in the Matrix, and this is a crazy glitch where they just, like, didn't decide, and so
0: it all overlaps.
1: That's really funny.
0: Someone needs to make a fucking decision about this, this ASAP. It's like, the, it's
1: like the Mandela principle
0: or whatever. Yes,
2: and then there's a Wikipedia page on one-way mirrors, the first sentence of which is a one-way mirror, also called two-way mirror. Let's <laughs> I fucking decide, decide,
0: people. Wow. To I me, can, one-way mirror sounds correct.
1: I think it's one-way mirror because the main thing about it is that one person doesn't know what's happening.
0: But it's a
2: two way mirror because it is used two ways. One way is glass,
0: one way I is a mirror. I see what you're
1: saying, but also their way is a dead end, you know, like theirs is only for them. It's not two right. equal it's not, ways. It's not
0: two, mi- it's not two mirrors. Okay, I hear what
2: it's you're not- saying, but it also is <laughs> called a two way mirror. I, there's no denying that. <laughs>
1: it's on two separate <laughs> Wikipedia pages.
0: <laughs> Listeners, yeah, right in, right in. Uh, Call we got to take, take a poll. We,
1: we got to take a poll. We got to take a poll. Way. We're gonna take a poll.
0: It's one way. It's it's one way mirror,
2: but it is also two way mirror. It's both.
1: Okay. Anyway, so, what's this? What's happening? <laughs> so he's taken off this painting and discovered this one to two way mirror, <laughs> and Dana is on the other side of it, checking her makeup, looking into it, and he's like, "Whoa, crazy." one of these <laughs> and um then she starts getting undressed she's changing and he kind of for a moment doesn't know what to do he's about to go tell her and then he can't help himself and he starts to watch her for a little bit um and then she starts to like really unbutton her clothing and he's like okay okay I can't and like bangs on the wall he's like stop stop brings her in to show her and they all gather around and are like, "Whoa, this is weird. Why is this in here? they're They're perplexed, shall we say,
2: but not like totally freaked out.
1: not totally freaked out. But then Holden says to Dana, "I'll switch rooms with you if that will i like I bet it will make you feel better if we just switch rooms. I don't want you to have to be on that side of the glass." And she says, "Yeah, thank you. That would make me feel a lot better. They switch rooms and then. The screen changes to kind of a, a video-looking thing, and we p- pull out to see that they're all on security cameras, and we're back in the control room with Sitterson and Hadley. And Hadley says, we got a, we got a room change. We need, um, we need a scenario adjustment. Lynn walks back in and says, we got blood work back on Loudon and recommend a 50-milligram bump in Rohiptase to increase her libido. What? What? (laughs) Yikes!
0: (laughs) Maybe I had subconsciously Remembered some of this because I felt like I did Remember them being there being surveillance I I
2: feel like I remember hearing Like that was a spoiler It's like then they're in But they get to it really quick so
1: Yeah it's right off the bat and it's supposed to I think Just be kind of confusing you're not sure Why
2: Yeah you know what but you don't know why
1: We're gonna find out
2: oh thank god I'll be pissed if we didn't
1: same uh then we see the gang i'm gonna call them the gang i like that it's, good. it's like always sunny type yeah the gang the gang um they're at the lake in front of the cabin dana and this is <laughs> this is where marty couldn't get in the lake because he was too short <laughs> we're there <laughs> so dana and holden are in the lake <laughs> Not shredded. Not shredded at all. And they're all having fun is the main thing that's happening in this scene. We're goofing around. We're horsing around. Excuse me. Kurt's pushing Jules in the water. Then we pan back into the control room. It's monitoring all their vitals, like their heart rate, their temperature, their blood pressure. Hmm. So they're all up on a screen. And then in the control room, there's a bunch of people in there now. And Citizen is yelling, okay, like, last call for your bets. Take your, like, give me your money. What (gasps) bets do you want? And Hadley's like, did you see who Engineering picked? Like, they're basically giving their money away. And Citizen, Citizen says, you should talk, Aquaman. And Hadley looks very offended. He's like, hey, come on. Say
2: what you mean! i'm so mad
1: (laughs) and then lynn is
2: talking
0: i hate not knowing what's going on in a movie
2: i really did have a thought the other day when i was watching a tv show where i was like the best part about watching a tv show and not being one of the characters in it is that you get to know all the secrets (laughs) (laughs) you know everything that they don't know but not now and i'm mad
1: no you don't know i want to (laughs) know Uh, this is just making me laugh because in my notes I wrote Lynn talks to Tucker and his name is Truman and I just like that I just decided <laughs> for one note that his name was Tucker. <laughs> his name is Tucker. Uh, Lynn talks to Truman <laughs> and Truman is the very serious security guy and he's looking kind of disturbed and he says, he says, "How can you wager when you control the outcome?" And Hadley and Citizen step in. And they say, "We don't control the outcome. We guide them." but they have to make choices of their own free will. And so they're having fun. They're placing their bets. Lynn places a bet. She looks a little embarrassed to do it in front of Truman, who is clearly um, morally opposed to whatever is going on here. And then Hadley says, let's get this party started and cracks a beer. And we cut to Kurt saying, also, let's get this party started. In the the cabin, it's nighttime, they're getting drunk now, dancing, music playing. Remember that. They're playing some Truth or Dare. Oh, man, do you ever? Do I remember that? Hmm. Getting that party started.
2: (laughs) Oh, Do you remember getting the party started?
0: (laughs) From the windows (laughs) to the walls.
1: (laughs) Those were the days, and that's the only song we... That's the only song we ever listened to. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're playing Truth or Dare. They dare Jules to like make out with a wolf head hanging on the wall. It's like gross Ew. and sexual. So she makes out with the the wolf very aggressively, and then yep. it's Dan- Dana's turn, and Kirk cuts in and says Truth for Dana. And Dana says, what do you mean? And he says, well, I'm just skipping ahead because usually you pick dare and then you're too scared to do the dare. And so then you change your mind and you do truth. So I'm just skipping all of that because I know you're going to pick truth, which is a pointed attack.
0: Clearly, they played truth and truth or dare a lot.
1: Yeah, a big college game
0: for a small group of close friends. (laughs) (laughs) Truth or dare is like
2: so brimming with like, God, I just want to fuck everybody. Like, that's like what Truth or Dare always (laughs) is. I feel like if that wasn't the vibe of your friend group, you didn't actually play Truth or Dare. (laughs) It's like the horniest game there ever was. Anyway, that's my thoughts on Truth or Dare. Too horny.
1: Because Dana feels attacked, she goes, fine, dare. And just as she says dare, guess what? The cellar door explodes open. Uh, Big jump scare. And Kurt jumps up and says, oh, my God, the, the wind must have blown it open. And Marty is like, what kind of sense does that make? That yeah, the wind make, from the ground? That doesn't make any sense. And so then Jules says, Dana, I dare you to go down there and check it out. And now because she's feeling extra challenged and like she cannot change her mind and say truth... She goes down. You always
2: can, Dana. You can always change your mind.
0: Although, this is the one situation where I kind of am okay with her going down only because of the context that was given. I hate when people are just willy, willy-nilly going down into the basement, right. this going is a, up into this the attic. This is a matter of
1: pride. Mm-hmm.
0: There's, yeah, we there's have, some yeah. motivation we behind it. We
1: understand
2: this choice. Mm-hmm. We don't agree with it. Mm. But we understand it.
1: Um, But pretty quickly, they kind of all follow She goes down and she's like, guys, it's crazy down here. So they pretty quickly all follow her down there anyways. Marty, meanwhile, is saying, why are we going down here? We should not be going down here. This is very creepy. I don't like this.
0: They're all going down? I thought they just dared her to go down.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. They all got curious.
0: That I don't agree with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's like... <laughs> I wrote in my notes, there's a buttload of artifacts. (laughs) (laughs) Like the evil dead. Yes, it's like that. Like everything looks like something you would summon something with. So it's, and the music is really playing too. It's like rising strings, like each thing kind of adding some... Uh, suspense to the moment so Chris Hemsworth picks up a conch shell and like puts it to his lips <laughs> and we're cutting between that and um Jules is holding kind of a antique looking, necklace and is like about to put that over her head (laughs) and then um, Dana is holding a diary like an old creepy diary and flipping through the pages and then Chris Hemsworth puts down the conch and picks up this creepy kind of it looks like a razor blade ball Rubik's Cube (laughs) I can know how to describe it Um, where you're it's almost like a puzzle sphere thing and he's put and so it's like pushing in on each thing, cutting back and forth between each of them, being like, ooh, they each have a thing. <laughs> and then Dana says, Guys, listen to this. And they each put down their respective thing. And she starts reading from the diary. And Marty it, meanwhile is saying, Don't read from the diary. What are you doing? Don't read that. And she says, There's some Latin here. And <laughs> Marty says, Well, don't don't read the Latin. And then a, whis- a whisper from the sky says... That's really funny. <laughs> a whisper says, read it. <laughs> and nobody hears it but Marty. And Marty's like, what? What? Did you guys hear that? And it says, read it out loud. <laughs> and Marty's like, please don't read it. And she reads it. Yep. And just as she finishes reading it, we see outside a... An- Hand burst out from the ground like a zombie hand and four zombie looking people come out of the ground. A big scary guy with a like bear trap on a chain and a a more regular looking man with just a knife. And then there's a woman and a little girl, one armed zombie with an axe. Yuck.
0: Hate that on, like, a summer break, you know?
1: On a summer break, ugh. We cut back to the control room. Uh, Citizen yells out, we have a winner, the Buckners. Congrats to maintenance. And a woman walks up and says, that's not fair. I had zombies, too. And Citizen says, yes, you had zombies. This is zombie redneck torture family. They're two completely different things. That's like an elephant versus an elephant seal. Oh <laughs> my god, he's
0: man he's mansplaining horror to her. <laughs> exactly. That's what our podcast could be. Let's get him on the pod.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hadley is looking really upset. Citizen comes up to him and he says, "I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I didn't sorry I didn't work out." And Hadley says he had the conch in his hands. I'm never gonna see a merman. Mm-hmm. But everyone's pretty excited in this control room place, and they say, "Should we? Should we tell Japan to take the weekend off? Uh, like we got it in the bag. Like everything's going well over here." And then we see Hubris. We see a monitor. We see a little girl's classroom, like a like a first grade children's classroom in japan all girls and a crazy ghost demony thing haunting them all these girls screaming crying running this is what's going on in kyoto what and then okay. we cut back to curtain jewels going out into the woods at night at night for sex wait
0: have they seen <laughs> they haven't seen any of these scary characters yet no Oh, okay. Sorry, I was a little confused. I thought I thought at first that they were. No, only
1: we have seen it attacking them. Only we have got seen that. Got it. it.
0: This is where it's good to be the audience because you know the secrets. This is what Emily
1: was talking we know about. All the secrets. Yeah. So, Curtain jewels go out into the woods. We see some kind of spray coming out from the ground as they're kind of in the control room, moving little knobs, and then Marty back in the house says something like. You know, something weird is going on. Oh, he's talking to Dana. He says, Something weird is going on. Fucking puppeteers. Puppeteers or something. And then she says, Puppeteers. What are you talking about? And he says, Pop Tarts? Do you have Pop Tarts? And she's like, Marty, you're so high. Like, you need to just chill. <laughs> then Dana and Holden are on the couch and flirting. Holden says, I'm is it crazy that I'm actually having kind of a nice time. Uh then curtain jewels are out in the woods and we see the entire control room filled with people cuz this is the sexy scene of the movie and so everyone that works in this building is filed into this control room where they can watch them. She says, "Oh, you know, it's too it's too cold out here and they adjust, they say, we need some temperature control, adjust the temperature, and she says, oh, it's so dark, I don't know, we can't do anything out here, it's too dark, they turn the moon to, like, a full moon, so the sky is lighter all of a sudden, and he says, engaging pheromone mists, Dana and Holden are, like, making out on the couch. Ooh, there you go. It's getting a little hot and heavy.
2: Is Marty in the room while they're just making out? Marty's
1: in his room. No, he's okay. He's in his room because he decided he was too high, and he said he's going to go read a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to Curtain Jewels in the woods. She's taken her top off, and lay- he's laid her down on the ground. So he is on top of her. Her hand is stretched out, um, in the moss, mossy like ground behind her, and we see her like. Gripping the moss, and then a knife stabs <gasps> through her hand, and she obviously starts screaming. Oh, no. And jumps up one of the zombie guys. Kurt lunges at him, knocks him over, but then that stom- zombie guy stabs him in the back, stabs Kurt in the back, and Jules is screaming, and then the big guy with the bear trap on a chain. It's basically like a lasso bear trap. Yuck. Uh, He's twirling it like he's about to throw it like a lasso, and Kurt has stumbled and fallen, and Jules screams, Kurt, and runs and, like, dives in the way, and so the bear trap clasps onto her back and drags her, so she's Ah. being pulled from... A bear (laughs) trap torn into her skin and her back. Talk about shredded. So shredded. Mm -mm 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 She's about to get so shredded, you (laughs) guys. Oh, no.
0: No, it shouldn't be seen on
1: camera. (laughs) She should get some baggy clothes. Stat. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: This this is a double standard.
2: Give that girl some (laughs) cargo shorts.
1: Then the other zombie people come out of the woods with a rusty saw. (gasps) And then they slit her throat. Oh, no. And in the control, go back to the control room. Citizen and um, Hadley have a little moment of silence. And they stand up and go and pull a lever on the wall. And it kind of cranks something, and this blood-looking substance pours into kind of a a carving in the wall. Are they sacrifices for something? Maybe, Henley. They might be. We don't know yet. Marty's in his room reading a picture book, and the whisper, like before, comes from nowhere and says, I'm going to go for a walk. And he says, hey, I swear I hear somebody talking. Who is that? I'm not a puppet. I am not a puppet. You don't control me. I think I'm going to go for a walk, though.
2: <laughs> mm. Silly.
1: Very silly. And then passes by Dana and Holden, who are making out, goes outside, and he is peeing outside, You and you see the little girl zombie coming up behind him. He's not noticing. She's kind of slowly approaching and then as she gets kind of close, Kurt pops out and grabs him running from, for the door. He's like, get inside, get inside, get inside. She's fucking coming. And then she like is close and Kurt just like punches the little girl in the face. They make it inside. He, lo- he like closes, slams the door behind him. He's covered in blood. Jules and or I mean, excuse me. Dana and Holden pop up. Dana says, is this all your blood? Like, what the fuck is going on? Where's Jules? He says, Jules, Jules is gone. Jules is gone. Uh, we need to fucking figure out how to get out of here. And she says, no, I'm not leaving without Jules. Goes to open the front door. They say, don't open that door. Don't open that door. Opens it. Big guy is there. Bear trap guy. Bear trap guy. And he has Jules' head in his hand <gasps> and throws it at <gasps> Dana who catches oh. it and <laughs> catches it good reflexes <laughs> great reflexes and um screams throws it on the ground and then they run to struggle to close the door but they get it closed again and he doesn't make it in she says what are we doing what do we what what should we do kurt kind of takes control says you know we got to be smart about this we'll stick together We got to go room by room and barricade all the doors and windows. And then we cut to control (laughs) room and Hadley. And he just goes, fuck. Sitterson says, calm down. Watch a master at work. And turns a little knob. Some mist comes from the vents in the house. It sprays right into Kurt's face. And he turns around back to the group and says, wait, something's not right. We should split up. We could cover more ground if we split up. And Holden's like, Yeah, you're right. We should split up. And Marty says, Really? What? Like, what are you talking about? Marty is stressed. And just then, something shatters a window and is like coming inside. Kurt yells, Everybody in your rooms, which is like an insane thing to yell. They all separate and run into their separate rooms. I guess that's the point is he's saying not the right thing now.
2: Yeah. What was sprayed in their faces?
1: I guess just a fucking pheromone that makes you do stupid shit. Yeah. I don't think a real thing.
2: <laughs> not a real thing.
1: Um. So they each run into their rooms and Hadley says, lock it down and steel walls kind of drop down, locking them each into their own room. In the commotion, Marty's running and stumbling and he shatters a lamp and in the lamp, he finds a wire and is looking at Mm. it and is like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck? Like, I knew it. I knew it. And he's pulling it and it's like in the walls, he's pulling it and he's like, fucking puppeteers. Like, I knew it. I knew it. And is like staring into it. And then we see from the control room perspective, like the camera of him looking into a camera and, uh, Hadley says, fuck, God damn it. God damn it. This is bad. And citizen says, well, Judah Buckner to the rescue. And we see that one of the zombie guys is approaching his room and he is leaning towards the window. Judah Buckner's (laughs) hands, blast through the window and grab him pull him out and he's got his Judah Buckner has his knife and his he stabs um, Marty in the back Marty falls over but then gets back up and (laughs) like flings his thermos bong into a weapon basically and hits him over the head with it your classic bong fight (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there. Classic. But he is still bested by Judah, who stabs him again and basically grabs him and drags him into the into his grave and pulls him down there. And we just see a big like spurt of blood. And then So he's dead. And then cut to Hadley pulls the second lever. We see blood pouring down into a, a different shape. And there starts to be an earthquake and we see that it is happening in both the control room and the cabin. And so they're all kind of holding on like, Whoa. Mm. (laughs) That's (laughs)
2: interesting.
1: Hadley says, Oh, they must be getting excited downstairs. And Dana and Holden are locked into their rooms next door to each other, but they've got the one to two way mirror. (laughs) So they (laughs) smash that. And, um one of them goes through to the other one's side they find another little trap door to the basement they jump down there there's nobody down there um so they're kind of regrouping and holden's like okay we just got to find a way out um we're going to be fine and then um from the hole that they just jumped down from a bear claw comes down and grabs holden from the back pulls him up. A bear claw or the bear trap? The, the bear trap. Bear claw. Oh, okay. I was like, that was a bear! <laughs> Excuse me, no, I'm sorry. Bear <laughs> trap. Um, the big zombie guy's like hanging upside down into the into the opening. And Dana screams, Do you like pain? <laughs> and stabs him with a fire poker, I
2: think. Classic. If you We should all have fire pokers on hand
1: because, my God, they come in handy. Yeah, it sure did.
2: Do these guys look obviously like zombies?
1: Yes, I'd say. They're a little um, wetter than zombies. Ew. Ew. (laughs) I don't love that. (laughs) Wet zombie. They all (laughs) have, like, wet hair, which is gross. So she stabs him. He goes limp. And... Then he comes back to life and is grabbing at her, and she grabs another knife and stabs him like a hundred times over and over and over. Holden has gotten Holden free from the bear trap, and Mm -hmm. then Kurt pops out from another room in the basement. He's like, we got to go. Come on. I found a way out. They get out. They go to... The RV, they pile in the RV and she says, wait, what about Marty? Kurt says they got Marty. Marty's gone. And but they get in the RV and they start driving away. And then we go back to Kyoto, Japan, and we see the classroom of little nine year old girls. And now when you say nine, they could be 20. right? No, they say that they're <laughs> nine. And that's the oh, only great. reason that I know. <laughs> OK, um, I probably would have guessed younger. <laughs> um, they're, ho- they're all holding hands around the little ghost And singing a little song Like a, like a <laughs> seance type thing And the ghost is screaming and, and getting smaller and smaller And then goes into the body of a frog And one of the little girls holds the frog And says now the ghost will live happily in this frog body And so the little girls have defeated this ghost and then we cut to um, Citizen watching this on his monitor and then pointing at each of the little girls saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Wow. Perfect record, Japan, perfect record. How hard is it to kill fucking nine-year-olds? Why, I know that they're nine. Um, And Lynn walks in and says, zero fatalities, total loss. If the ancients rise, we, and they cut her off and- um, they're like, we got a problem. And she says, what's the problem? And they're like, get out of here. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Get out. And so she leaves and, um, they notice that cause they're in the RV driving and the tunnel that they have to go through is open. And so they're freaking out and they're like, the tunnel's open. Why wasn't that tunnel blown yet? That tunnel was supposed to be blown hours ago. Like this exit should not be open. And so they run down to the engineering department and they're like, we didn't get the signal. We didn't get the signal. There was a glitch. Something happened. And they're like, well, we need to blow it right now. And so we're cutting back and forth between our gang <laughs> and this the engineering team. And they're just getting into the tunnel when they press the button to collapse it. And so then they reverse out of the tunnel quickly and make it all the way out before the whole tunnel collapses. So now that escape route is done So They're kind of like, fuck, what do we do now? And they have Chris Hemsworth's little motorcycle on the RV. The way that the road is laid out is that there's two sides of the road kind of over a gorge. It's a U-shaped road, so he's trying to jump from one side of the U to the other on his motorcycle basically. He's like, "This is the only way out. I'll do th- I've done bigger jumps on my motorcycle before." Hell yeah. <laughs> this what is Chris cool Hemsworth. This is Chris Hemsworth we're talking about? Of course he's done bigger
2: jumps on his motorcycle. Of course he's done bigger jumps.
1: And he says, oh, "I'm going to he gives a big inspirational speech where he's like, "I'm going to bring back help." And they're like, all right. She gives him a little, Danny gives him a little kiss on the cheek. Bye-bye, Kurt. (laughs) Like, okay, great. And he gets his running start, revs up the engine, and we get a little slow-mo jump, and he slams right into that force field. We saw it in the beginning. There's a force field there. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he hits it at Mm -hmm. full speed and smashes and falls down a very long fall. And dies. Oh. Oh. He's He's dead. dead. Okay. He's big time dead.
2: And did they see that he hit an invisible
1: barrier? Yes. And Dana catches on and Holden less so. Holden is quickly like we gotta get back in the RV. Get back in the RV. And he turns it around and starts driving back towards. We'll find another way out. And she's like you don't understand. Marty was right. And the puppeteers. And he's like, no, we'll find it. There's got to be another way out. She's like, there's not going to be another way out. And he's like, well, we'll just drive through the woods then uh, off road. She's like, it doesn't matter. Like it's gonna, something will happen. Something will collapse. Something is going on and it's not going to work. And he's like, I need you to stay calm. You're the only person that I've got right now. And as he's saying that a knife Slices through his throat from the back seat Of ah! the RV Oh, You hate to see it as they say <laughs> And he swerves And the RV crashes Into the lake uh, Dana gets out Busts a window Swims out f- Of course get the the Zombie grabbing her ankle She kicks it Makes her way to the surface of the water And then As she Emerges from the water. We see beers being opened at the control room and they are celebrating. He says, Photo, fucking finish. Hell yeah. And Truman is very confused and says, Why are you celebrating? It's not over yet. And Hadley explains, The virgin's death is optional. All that matters oh, is that the other four die. And so they're watching her on the monitors. She pulls herself onto the dock of the lake music starts playing they're dancing they're celebrating and so all of this is kind of uh happening with in the background now we see the big guy with the bear trap coming for her that's happening silently in the background as they're all partying and what a fun place to work (laughs) right
0: Yeah, what's the interview process? I wonder what for their work from, place from home, like home culture is
2: like right now. Oh, I mm-hmm. know that
1: must be tough to do
2: remotely. Yeah, tough work from home environment. Yeah. Or it's
0: like, how comfortable are you with seeing innocent people being murdered? Well, and betting. One on of it? the
1: trivias that I read is that Drew Goddard partially was inspired by. I guess he grew up in. I think. Uh, some part of Arizona where they were building nuclear weapons and he always thought it was so interesting to see his neighbors like going to work mm. on nuclear weapons like it was just like totally fine and not at all morally mm. questionable. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, So they're all partying while Dana's being attacked and the engineering guys come in and... Um, Citruson says some like backhanded thing to them, like, You guys almost fucked that up for us, but (laughs) ha ha ha, you didn't. It's fine. And they're like, There was a glitch. Like, we didn't do anything. We didn't get the signal. And he's like, It's fine. I'm just giving you a hard time. And they're like, No, like, you don't get it. We didn't get the signal. There was a glitch. Someone from upstairs overrode the controls. And he's like, What do you mean, someone from upstairs? And just then, a like, ominous looking red phone starts ringing and Hadley says, turn off the music. Everyone gets quiet. And he answers the phone and says, no, what do you mean? That's impossible. Everything went according to plan. No, no, it's just the Virgin left. What do you mean? Which one? And then we cut back to the dock and Dana is still being attacked, and the big zombie guy twirling his bear trap. I was gonna say claw again. Twirlin' his bear trap and a thermos bong come <gasps> up and stop it so it all wraps around the thermos bong and he can't throw his bear trap. Marty. That like flings him and we see Marty is still Marty. alive. Marty. And how did his blood
2: drain into a cavity in the zone. Seems like a glitch to me.
1: I don't think it's... Well, I have some theories, I guess. I didn't think about I mean, that. how does
0: anyone's blood live outside their body to yeah, begin with? Yeah, I don't with? think
1: that it's their blood. I think it's more of a um, It's a symbol. symbol. Symbolic blood. Uh Oh, so Dana, as Marty's kind of snuck up on this guy, Dana pulls a board of like a plank of wood from the dock, smacks the guy over the head, knocking him into the water. And then Dana and Marty just make a run for it. Uh, or he, Marty jumps into the grave that the people came out of. And Dana's very freaked out. They jump in and it's a big, like concrete room with a, the chopped up body of the zombie that dragged Marty away. Uh, So we see he's kind of opened a little control panel with wires and pressing little wires together. He's like, I figured it out. I figured it out. This is an elevator, and somebody sent those things up here to us, and I think I can get it to go down. And she says, do we want to go down? And he says, where else are we going to go? So this is a
2: movie about how smoking weed opens up all the secrets of the universe more than
1: you even know because they even left out a part where lynn the like um scientist at the headquarters says that whatever he's been smoking has making make made him immune to all of our (laughs) like pheromones and shit that they were spraying (laughs) spraying at him
2: so funny so yeah
1: smoke weed everybody and also
2: incredibly stupid
1: (laughs) Um, so then they hop into this elevator and when they open the, the elevator door from above, all of the chopped up body parts of the zombie fall into the elevator also. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hop down there, they press some buttons, they don't know where they're going, but they go on a little elevator ride and it's a glass walled elevator and it goes down for a bit and then stops at kind of a black room. They're looking through the glass wall at just a black room. She's getting closer, inspecting what's in here. So
2: is the idea that Marty st- w- is the glitch?
1: Yes. Right. So okay. Marty was playing with the wires and that's why they didn't get the signal to to okay. to they cave, are upstairs. cave the t- That makes sense. Yes. So the yeah. c- the whole control room is below them. And so right, now yeah, they're yeah, going yeah. down in the elevator and so she's looking through this glass into this room and a werewolf lunges out at her and <sighs> um but there's a gla- there's glass between them and so it's just growling and snarling at the window then the elevator keeps moving they go to another room there's a man with a razor blade head like round razor blades in his head and holding a little razor blade ball that looks like the one from the beginning. And Dana's looking mm. at it with like, recognizing it from earlier. And on the other side of the elevator, Marty is looking at a little ballerina girl who's facing the wall. And the ballerina girl turns around and her face is all teeth. Like round Ew. holes of teeth. Wow. She has no face.
0: Ew, just nasty
1: teeth. what the teeth. fuck? Dana recognizes the little ball razor thing and says, we chose. They made us choose how we die. And she's putting it together that they basically conjured the zombie family by reading the Latin phrase. And she starts screaming and pounding on the glass. She's very angry. Then the camera pulls back to reveal like a hundred Different glass boxes kind of shifting and moving around, each with a different monster/slash nightmare looking thing Whoa, inside. Oh, that's cool. Now the control room, they're really freaking out. Did
2: they see that they've gone down to the elevator?
1: Yes. And they they're mostly just freaking out that Marty is alive. He needs to die for this to to be done. Mm. Um and so The elevator door opens. A security guy with a gun is there screaming at them like, the girl needs to come with me. The girl comes with me. And uh, as he's getting in their face, the zombie arm grabs his (gasps) ankle and trips him. So he falls and they're able to grab his gun away from him and shoot him. So now they have a gun and a knife and they get out of the elevator. They're going down the hall. Then they hear a woman's voice over a PA saying, You shouldn't be here. This was supposed to be over a long time ago. What's happening to you is part of something bigger. You've seen horrible things, but they're nothing compared to what lies below. It is our task to placate the ancient ones and yours to be offered up to them. So they're like running down a hallway, trying to find their way out. and. Then they're being pursued by a bunch of men with guns. They turn a corner into kind of an elevator lobby looking room that has like 10 different elevator doors. And then in the front of that room is kind of a security room with like bulletproof glass, kind of like where the security guard would be basically. So they lock themselves in this security room and all these like soldier looking guys come running in and they're like unloading bullets onto the glass. But it's bulletproof. And they're crouching down and Dana sees, she figures out that she can basically route the monsters to come out of these elevator doors. Hell yeah. And you hear the elevator, ding, all the doors open Mm. and crazy shit lunges out from every direction. We see a flying little Satan looking man. We see a crazy, (laughs) a crazy... (laughs) A robot that's basically made of blades. Um, <laughs> we see a dragon. It's just uh, insanity and all this whole. A real monster mash.
0: <laughs> monster mash.
1: <laughs> it's just mayhem and madness and a real bloodbath and all these soldiers really, really die. <laughs> um, uh oh. And then we're in the control room with a Citizen and Hadley, and they've got their guns. They're freaking out. Truman is holding his position at the door, requesting reinforcements, code black, code black, and then the power goes out. Um, But we're seeing craziness happening all over this building. There's a unicorn impaling people. Oh, my God. There's a clown stabbing people. Just every nightmare you can think of. And there's a few rounds of things coming out of the, the elevator. And then there's one final round where only one door opens. And the last thing to come out is the little Buckner girl, the one-armed zombie from before with her axe. And so this like group of scarecrow people get into the control room where, every, where our other main characters are. They're grabbing Truman and basically pulling him apart, disemba- <gasps> disemboweling him. And while he's being oh, no. while he's being disemboweled, he oh. uh, get he finds a grenade, basically blows all of them up. <gasps> and while he so he saves Hadley and Citizen and Lynn are the other three people in this room, but they all from the force of the explosion are flung back. We follow Hadley as he's flung and he hits a wall and falls down and he's dazed and he's looking. It's all cloudy and smoky and he hears something coming and there's this noise and he's looking through the smoke. He can't see what it is. It's kind of a floppy, weird noise. <laughs> and it gets closer and we see that it is a merman. <gasps> merman! Man, finally, he gets yeah. to see one. It crawls closer to him and opens its mouth real big. It's got a lot uh, of crazy teeth and an enormous mouth. Clamps down, eats him, and blows his blood out of his blowhole. <laughs> what? are merman?
0: Have has there been another horror movie that has
1: featured merman?
0: I don't. <laughs> Is this I a don't. New, new concept. I, I
1: mean, I would guess Obviously, yes. The lighthouse.
0: Featured a mermaid. Yes. But there hasn't been a horror movie with mermen,
2: right? Not often. Not a major player in the horror genre.
1: do We don't see them often, that's for sure.
2: They
0: are scary, though. This one certainly is. And sexy.
1: This one's just straight up
0: scary. So sexy. I don't know, Sammy, you made it sound pretty sexy. This one's sexy. no
1: Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay, so now all that's left is Lynn and Citizen and uh, Citizen punches in some numbers, gets this little trap door open. He's like, come on, come on. And a huge tentacle bursts down through the ceiling, grabs Lynn, pulls her up. So now it's only Citizen. Citizen jumps in. He's running down a hallway, running his way out, turns a corner and stabbed through the chest by Dana. <gasps> and looks at her and Marty is there too. And he says, it's you. And he kind of slumps down on the wall. Citizen just says to her, Please kill him. And she looks confused and just they leave him and they keep running down a hall and they make their they're going down and they make their way into a kind of Egyptian looking tomb where there's these outlines on the wall that are kind of what we had seen before that the blood was pouring into when they pulled the levers. Um, and they're outlines of people and Dana says it's us. This is like some sort of ritual where a sacrifice, and we're looking at each of the drawings, there's kind of a slutty looking one, um, a virginal looking one, an athletic one, and a jester one, and a scholar. And then, guess who strolls in? Kurt. You'll never guess. No, that would be a big twist too. It's Sigourney Weaver. Whoa, I was not going to guess her. <laughs> I wasn't going to guess her. Nope, nope, no. Nope. She is the voice that we heard over the PA. She's got a great voice. She does have a good voice. She and does. Dana basically said, what are we being punished for? And she says, you're being punished for being young. And she says, it's different in every culture, but it always has something to do with youth. This is how we do it here. There's five of you, the whore. She has to be killed first because she is, I don't know, sinned or whatever. Then the athlete, the scholar, and the fool, doesn't matter what order they're killed in. Then there's the virgin. She can live or die, whatever fate decides, but this is the sacrifice that we have to make. And if we don't pull it off, the ancient ones will rise. And now all other rituals have failed. The sun comes up in eight minutes, and if you meaning Marty, live to see it, basically the world will end. They will rise and we will all die.
0: Prove it. Okay, so that's that's why I get it. So, so patriarchy has to exist. It has to. Otherwise, the ancient ones will murder us. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's patriarchy. I mean, the whore has to die first. The whore. <sighs> The the one who sinned, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the virgin can live forever. I I just hate this so much for a lot of reasons. Um, I love it, Emily. That's because you're the virgin. I <laughs> Won't argue with that.
1: She says to Marty, "You can either die with them, or for them." Um, and he says, "Those are both really tempting, really appetizing options." Um, and Dana pulls out the gun and points it at Marty. And she's crying and she says, I'm sorry if this is the way it has to be. This is the way it has to be. And we see the werewolf approaching behind her silently. And Marty says, I'm sorry, too. And the werewolf attacks Dana. Then Sigourney Weaver jumps into action (laughs) and grabs Marty because he needs to die before her or it's fucked. And so they get in a big fight. She's trying to kill Marty. Dana hits the werewolf off the edge. They're basically on a big raised platform, and I think she hits him off the edge, and he falls down below where the ancient ones are. Marty and Sigourney Weaver are flipping back and forth. One's on top of the other, then the other's on top of the other. They're in a big fight. And then the little one-armed Buckner zombie girl strolls down with her axe and is walking slowly up to them. And Marty sees that the little girl's coming. Flips Sigourney Weaver over so that she's the one facing her. And the girl axes Sigourney Weaver in the back. And we flip Sigourney Weaver over to the edge. And I think she knocks the little girl in two. And so now we're just down to our Marty and Dana. And they're both injured and not doing well. They slide to sit next to each other. And Dana says, I'm so sorry that I almost shot you. And he says, I'm I'm sorry I let that werewolf attack you. And he's like, so pretty crazy that we might have just ended humanity. And she's like, oh, you know, humanity's not that great. Time to probably give somebody else a chance. She's like, I wish we could have seen the Ancient Ones, though. And he says, yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, the ground starts rumbling and shaking and splitting in half. And a huge hand bursts through the ground, bursts up through the cabin, and just slams down onto camera and end credits. Wait, what? Wow. <laughs> What? Yep. Okay. Kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of fun.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Um the thing that's crazy about this movie is that it sounds super fun to watch and I completely understand why it was so popular, but I also understand why it was written in 3 days in a hotel room. Yes. Like it's like mm-hmm. that this is what you always want to be able to do when you're writing anything. Not that I'm a writer who would know, but I assume you would want to be able to just be like mm, it's like an ancient mythology And like the gods are gonna like kill you at the end and like the world's gonna
1: end. Well, it's like using all of the tropes and previous horror movies. It's it's basically spoofing horror movies. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Emily, what do you think? I am conflicted because I really like I don't wanna see it. But I do wanna see it because (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the end. I've never heard
2: that before. The end, and I have nothing else to say. Um, uh, but just because I feel like this has been pitched to me as like such a fun movie, like it's so fun and crazy, but it also d-
0: t- sounds more like yeah, like horror, like than I than I want to watch. Um, well, it's it's really exciting. It's really exciting that there's this whole other plot line. Yeah, I think I mean, the I think element of like figuring it out that part is must very fun. fun. Mm-hmm. That part is
1: fun, and those two characters, Citizen and Hadley, are very fun. But I will say it's not a movie that I think you can watch over and over. I think it's definitely fun the first time, and then upon rewatching, I just didn't have as much fun. No, that's interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure many people do like rewatching it. I just some of the charm was lost for me.
2: It's one that I really
0: was have been curious about for so long. It's and an important. I'm,
1: it's an important one to no, hear no, about. It's I'm very glad
0: to know it. It's definitely. It's definitely interesting. I mean, it's definitely unusual, and I was surprised. The thing that's interesting though is that like you're surprised at the beginning, and then the end. The end is kind of this like Indiana Jones, yeah, <laughs> like ancient temple, the ancient ones. bullshit, which feels a little like outdated almost it's crazy how the beginning is so innovative and interesting and the whole concept is innovative and interesting and then the end feels like a deus ex machina yeah with like sigourney weaver right. coming out of fucking right. nowhere being like i'm the one in charge you're like cool what i,
1: I will right. say ending the world is a pretty fun ending though like i like that it it wasn't just...
2: They weren't wrong. It wasn't a hoax. They didn't find a way
1: out of it. They didn't last minute find the, you know, secret thing to make everything better. It's just like, well, yeah, I guess we don't want to die, so we'll make everybody... Everybody dies. We'll make everybody die with us. And I think that's kind of fun.
2: That sounds human to me. Yeah, yeah. It's also the only way to know if it was true.
1: True, yeah. And I think that is kind of... fucking. I think that is a true human instinct that you would go to such great lengths to save yourself that you would inadvertently kill everybody. <laughs> I think that's not. Like a- billionaires. This is
2: a movie about billionaires. This is,
1: again, a movie yeah, about capitalism. Resonances.
2: Every movie is about <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> you sounded like
0: more Rose. <laughs> capitalism. 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 It's a
2: movie about capitalism.
1: um but this has been fun i like the bracket thing i liked our listeners helping us choose i'm excited what you guys choose next week classic horror that's gonna be a lot of fun so much to look forward to you know And we'll do a loser's bracket too. Yeah.
2: So some of the ones that didn't get picked this go round will
1: be up for Mm -hmm. offer again. And we'll obviously like do a Mm -hmm. lot of those eventually. But yes. Scream is Scream is a big one that we gotta do. I really wanna do do it. I think you should watch it. I do too. Me? Yeah. You. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's the thing about a lot of nineties teen horror. I feel like you guys could handle it. Yeah.
2: Uh, all right, let's wrap this up.
1: All right, listeners, don't get... I think the biggest takeaway here is don't get shredded. Don't get absolutely shredded.
2: <laughs>
0: don't get absolutely shredded.
1: <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous. And if you went in the lake when you were shredded, you'd probably get an infection.
0: Yeah, lake water is bad for being shredded.
1: Um, don't
0: shred. Sammy, thank you so much for telling us about this movie. I... I'm so happy I actually understand what Cabin in the Woods is about Yeah, It's honestly different than I was expecting. Yeah, I think
1: it is. It's a different movie and I think it is fun Um, and worth seeing if you're feeling brave. Thank you guys so much for listening. (sighs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We'll see you. We really do. We'll talk to you
2: next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. hi guys emily here thanks so much for listening to another episode of too scary didn't watch if you liked our recap of cabin in the woods please subscribe and rate and review on apple podcasts give us your thoughts about two-way versus one-way mirror we're dying to know you can also follow us on social media at TSDW podcast on instagram twitter and stardust and as always thanks for listening and Stay safe, stay healthy. We will see you next week. We love you so much. Goodbye.